0: Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within and I just want to wish you guys a blessed day I hope everything is going well for you and if not, like I said, the last episode has a link to the page for warrior within and you can connect there you can reach out to me share share prayer requests you can even just send a friendly email you can ask me questions whatever it may be and you know i don't mind getting in contact with you guys so i'm glad for those that have so far but it'd be nice to hear from more of you anyway this week i actually you know i have news about the church thing that little bit discouraging because apparently the irs has not really even started in the any of the newer uh applications so it looks like there may be a chance that i may not get the approval until october which is a real bummer um i am still hoping and praying that somehow god could move people in the irs to kind of go into this a little bit faster or to somehow ours gets Picked out that they approve it that it could be sooner but if it's not it's better to be under the the guidance of the of god than trying to do everything ourselves i mean a lot of times we we think we know what's best for ourselves and so we get more discouraged and upset when things don't work out but the truth is god knows what's best for us and we need to count on that and trust in that and have faith that what well, however he does the pieces he's putting him in the right place where we would try to force something to happen that being said you know you know it's a little bit frustrating um it's a little bit getting it to the point where you know we're considered even trying to find maybe somewhat of a temporary part-time job just to kind of bring in some money extra money in before that comes to be um if not you know i i'm hoping that the Lord will just you know allow these next couple months to kind of go smoothly and there no, no big hiccups no big issues that we had to pay for and we should be fine um the other thing is that you could just pray for the church pray for uh members that uh being prepared out in montrose and even pray for people if i've asked to be part of the staff um that you you pray for them specifically because god's moving in people's hearts and i I'm just going to wait patiently to see how God, does, how he deals with it. Okay. Anyway, so today I want to talk about something that's always been a part of my heart for years, actually for this, probably a couple of decades since I was a young adult. And it's something that I want to encourage you men, especially men who are probably in their late twenties and thirties and forties and, and up to pay attention I know some of you guys that are probably in their 30s, maybe even early 40s, remember what it was like to be a young man in high school going into young adulthood. And there was this push that when you hit 18, you automatically become this supposedly magical adult and things would just kind of should just come together. Go get a job, go to school, whatever. You know, you'll be able to get a house, go look at a car, and everything would just work out. Well, in reality, what i've noticed is that as decades have been moving so has the maturity line of, of boys or young men i remember when you know i went to a baptist school and church and i was more mature than most guys my age overall and most of the guy friends i had at the school were basically around the same maturity level so when i started going to a public college there was guys that were basically my age 21 and i remember feeling very out of place because the things that they were talking about the things that they were doing the things that they were involved i was not interested in any of it and it was weird to have that to the point where I was actually having older, like women that were in the early thirties, late twenties, or even just older people in that age group thinking I was their age. And when I would tell them I'm 21, they were just like, Oh, like they couldn't believe that was true. I mean, it was like the numbers didn't add up and, and my personality didn't add up to my age. See, the thing is what I think has happened is It's a cultural change in our culture, specifically in the United States, that we treat young men and young women under age 18 as children. And so when they hit 18, we still kind of continue to treat them as children until they either one get married or two own their own house or three get a full time job at the business that they had planned to be a part of. would be the best way to describe it. So if you didn't fit in any of those categories you basically got treated like you were 12 and I remember coming back to uh, my home church at the time and I was wanting to jump into the young adult ministry stuff because it was till 30 I was like 28 by this time or maybe 27 I think I was 27 or 26 around that time and I remember joining into the the study Well, I was kind of expecting to have the kind of discussions that I had, I had kind of done before I had left with the young adult ministry. Well, it turned into, it was like listening to parents or even youth, a youth pastor treating them as if they're in junior high still and how they were training them. And I sat there thinking to myself, like, this is this is not young adult ministry. You're you're treating them like they're teenagers or young teenagers or preteens and they're 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 feeling like they don't fit in because you guys aren't really helping them to mature in how to fit in. So I ended up taking over the Sunday school class and I got in the knit and greedy. And we did books of the Bible and we went through it and we talked about it and i always tried to figure out ways to relate what we were talking about to where they were in their life because there was a mix there were some that already were engaged about to get married some that were just starting in their career some who was still in college some still thinking about college some like just started working at a business didn't go to college i mean it was all sorts of different people young people and the ages were from like 17 until 28 and we we revamped the whole concept Though even started building a, a college career ministry-ish type situation and then two i was also part of a friday worship service that was run by young adults so all of this to get get you guys to start thinking about you older men looking back right now of how you were at the young young man's age and to looking at the young men you have today you see the mature line has moved from basically around 18 to baby 26.5 that's when usually it starts clicking uh, a lot of 18 year olds still act like they're 16 15 years old And they're not as prepared for adulthood as many parents of even my generation's parents and, you know, in their 50s and 60s now and some, you know, some maybe early 70s, they use the method. They were they were always kind of taught growing up that at 18 grow up. And then we've been kind of handing that down to now we have, especially in today's young adults, and even the t- ones that are in the older 20s, when they hit 18 or 17, graduate of high school, and no more youth group, and they go to college, they come back to their church, now they need to figure out how to fit. And a lot of times, most churches, they design young adult ministry to be a social club. So there's still no real teaching. I mean there's deep questions that a lot of these young people have. One, am I really go- going to the right school? Am I doing the right degree? Um, how do I date uh appropriately? because one of the things that in the youth group we did not talk about dating like we should have. Three. Uh, should I get a brand new car? Should I get a older car should i not get a car at all should i room with friends should i room with people i have never met should i uh be living with my girlfriend or boyfriend you know because you know we know how if you're a dad you know the idea of your daughter moving with her boyfriend is not ideal but the thing is these are the questions they deal with they go through their heads because they know what mom and dad think but they do they really understand why mom and dad think it's not a good idea to let's say the jobs they pick maybe they have four different jobs that they have to pick from and they don't know which one's the right one then you also have those that have dream jobs that aren't getting offered any of the jobs that they were hoping for and now things aren't working out and they don't understand and they don't know what to do you see there's a lot of things going on between ages 17 and 26 usually is around the range that they don't know what to do. They don't know when to ask the girl to marry to get married. They, the girl doesn't know if they should get married to this guy. You know, like there's a lot of different things going on and we're not preparing them well enough. In most cases through the church, let alone if they even have both parents. Cause I mean, today it's not uncommon to have a single mom with a bunch of kids or even a single dad with a bunch of kids. They don't have the other half there all the time, especially the mom doesn't have the dad. You know, you hear a lot of times they'll say, you know, well, I play both parts, but the truth is they can't. They can't really play both parts. They can attempt to do both parts, but the truth is a boy needs a man, and even, even a girl needs to have a man in her life that respects her and shows her how a man should be. So... It doesn't mean you have to date her mom, but especially if your dad has a daughter and they're friends with another girl who doesn't have a dad, you, you could still teach her things that you teach your daughter. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, of course, you want to work with the mom and you want to do it respectively. But the truth is they, they need it just as much as your daughter does it's the same for any of the guys if you run into you know your your sons have some guy friends that don't have a dad this is your opportunity to be that type of man figure that he may not really have at home and sometimes some of these guys may have an example but it may not be a good one and you might have met him and you might have been whoa 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 yeah this is not a good example because a lot of times it could be their uncle grandfather or even just the boyfriends that the mom has and You might be the only example they truly have to show them what it's like to be Christ-like. So my call out for this episode is for you men to pay attention. Don't let these young men fall through the cracks. Don't let the young women fall through the cracks in your church. You may be the only ones that really pay attention or remember what it's like to be that young person. Trying to figure things out and you could be that, you know, one of the main things I talk about in this podcast is mentoring, encouraging, building up. I mean, you and your wife could take on a girl who doesn't have a dad and your daughter, you know, she's friends with your daughter. You both can be there. You know, you could show what it's like to have a man who treats his wife correctly. Because they may not see it because their their mom might just be dating whoever and may not be good examples, even if they are a good example. You know, you might be the one person that they trust because they see how you treat your daughter. Like one of my favorite shows to watch was uh, Boy Meets World. But later on, when Corey is now the adult, um, he and Topanga have their own kids that they... Are bringing up, but the cool part is that their daughter has a friend who doesn't have a dad because the dad ran out on on them when she was young. And Corey becomes that dad figure for her that she really needed. And he does a great job. And he, he's, you know, he treats her like a daughter, but he respects her mom still. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of times we miss opportunities to be able to do stuff like that. Or other young men and young women in the church, especially. Or even friends of the family who don't go to church. Maybe invite them to church. Have them come with your your kids to the youth group or the young adult stuff that you have in your church. Depends how old they are. I want to read from... And this is why it's important. But ESV.org has this... It's basically the global message of Proverbs. And one of the things that i liked about proverbs is that it's basically like a dad telling a son the wisdom that he needs to have and i think that's the key thing is that we have wisdom to give these young people to prepare them and to get them better prepared for adulthood and while they're going through young adulthood to be better prepared to grow up a little bit more as as things get hard and rough and you know they they don't know how to make these decisions we should be there because we we, we don't know if our experiences are going to impact them in a way that's going to help them but anyway this article states proverbs wisdom for the world the book of proverbs is not simply a collection of wise sayings for life it is heaven-sent help for stumbling sinners all over the world from every walk of life who are willing to listen to something other than their own fallen instincts The fool in Proverbs is not someone who lacks intelligent capacity, but one who stubbornly lives out his own fallen intuitions, resting or resisting instruction and correction. Likewise, the wise person in Proverbs is not someone who is intelligently superior, but someone who humbly places himself beneath the authority of God. Such wisdom is for all God's people everywhere. So the idea is, guys, we have a lot of young people who are trying to figure things out. And they're going to make foolish decisions they're going to do stuff that we would just shake our heads and just be like no that's not the way to go but the truth is we might be the only ones in their life that can stand in that way to get them to pay attention why those choices are bad now i want you guys to think about that as we take a quick break see you in a few moments Hey everybody, and we've been talking about basically to pay attention to those young people in your church or even in in your life, whether they're friends of your kids or just young people that you've had a connection to. But we've been talking about the idea of what Proverbs is designed. And you know, Proverbs 2 stood out to me as a as a chapter, it says the value of wisdom. Okay. It's like the perfect example of understanding mentoring and how to how to live it says my son if you receive my words and treasure up my commands with you making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding yes if you can call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding if you seek it like silver and search for it as a hidden treasures Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. See, the understanding of this whole chapter is just, it's kind of like, don't do this, you do this. This will happen, you do this, this, do this. The fool, the wise, fool, wise, fool, wise. And the idea is to, it gives like a backbone understanding of what Proverbs really teaches. And those those first few verses is like the pinnacle perspective of what mentorship is it's basically you have a treasure that these young people need now they may not show it say it or or request it from you but you might be the only one who's willing to do it and we got to pay attention to those opportunities because those opportunities are going to go quickly as they start making decisions we've seen what's going on in colleges and what they're teaching our young people and the churches aren't jumping in they aren't helping these moments i mean i I know there's people who are doing their best to being leaders and are being pastors to young adults and it's awesome that they're doing that but this should be not just those leaders it should be the members of the church also step excuse me stepping in it's why one of the main things i have for a purpose when even at echo is to point out that that it the youth ministry and young adult ministry, and even children's ministry, because the thing is, children's ministry is not really a struggle for this. But once they get to become teenagers and they become these young young adults, the battle is how much energy do I put in, and when it becomes, because like with children, it's easier. But when they become teenagers and adults, suddenly, if they don't really, no, they don't really listen to me. The the point is, it's not whether they listen to you or not; they are listening to you. They are listening to what you're saying, and even if they joke around, laugh about it, it's still going to penetrate their brains, and it's still going to be a part of who they are. And that's why your wisdom needs to be shared. It doesn't mean you just run around going to every young person in your church and start sharing whatever you want to share. But look for those opportunities to be able to share something. Maybe, like you know, one thing would be really neat is see an older couple, or even just a younger guy. Go to a younger man who maybe, you know, he can have both parents, but just ask, Hey, could I take your son out for lunch? I just want to share with him uh, just the wisdom that I was brought up in, and even invite the dad to come with you. But just to get to know the young man would be a powerful thing. I wish more men did that when I was a teenager. Uh, it would have been nice, you know, having my dad's is great, but, you know, having another young, younger guy or just you know someone who's like in their 20s 30s reach down to me uh just say hey you want to have lunch but even a guy who is older even if he was 15 60 years old just say hey can we get coffee i just want to spend time talking with you just that little bit can be enough to really encourage these these young people to not walk from the faith because a lot of times i mean the numbers are getting a bit higher it's it's almost 80 percent are not coming back to the church right off the bat. And it's 10 years later when they come back. And a lot of it is because of the influence of the world. But the truth is, it's also because we're not stepping in, you know, teaching them the treasures of wisdom and understanding and sharing with them what you and I have gone through to encourage them to fear the Lord and to find knowledge in him and to find that wisdom in him. You know, they they will test out things and they will be more willing to do things of this world because they haven't really thought about the consequences. Because, you know, hey, there's there's no mentorship going on to encourage them to stay on track. I mean, wisdom is a key thing. I, I really think it is because it gives you insight of discernment of what to do. And I'm pretty sure I've used this quote before. Um, it's from a book. It's a little bit of a strength, stressful book to read <laughs> because it's not the typical easier to read type of book. But it was it had good points, and I and I remember saving a quote on it because it stood out to me. Um, it's definitely a. The winner for quotes, I just got to find it. It says, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to make godly choices in life. You achieve this goal by applying God's truth to your life so that your choices will indeed be godly. You see, that's why it's so important that we step into these young people's lives because that could be just the wisdom they need to you know, make good decisions for themselves and even good decisions for their family as they grow up. Because, you know, some of these young men, you know, they're getting married by 21, 22, 23 years old. And they're ready. you know, they're already struggling with confusion about what it means to be a man because our culture is dictating to them what it's supposed to be like. So you might be the one person that can help them understand that. So... Going to 1 Corinthians 2, it's basically 1 through 9, says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified and i was with you in weakness and in fear and most trembling and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom but a demonstration of the spirit of power so that your faith may might not rest in the wisdom of man but in the power of god yet among you the mature we do impart wisdom Though it's not wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age understand this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And the thing is, you see, there's going to be a lot of stuff that these young people are going to hear, see, and get impacted by taught at school and they're just gonna learn all this stuff and if they don't have a sound solid understanding of the gospel message of scripture of the stories of scriptures and the explanation and the wisdom from other young adults and or i say young men and older older men that are already out there in the world you need to pass it down you need to pass down the wisdom and prepare them and that was one of the things i did in as a youth pastor with my youth kids was i was trying to better prepare them for adulthood i still allow them to be kids i still allow them to do fun things i still allow them to be silly but i also encourage them and push them to grow a little i mean it's just like planting a plant you know we pour some water in it every day and we talk to it and it grows a little it grows a little it grows a little until one day it blossoms doesn't mean that every single time every time we share wisdom or we try to reach out, that these young people are gonna all make good choices and they're all gonna be walking in the way of the Lord. But the truth is that the Holy Spirit is much stronger than the enemy, and the enemy's already lost. So by us instilling truth, eventually they'll be a reminder of that truth. But I've met a lot of young young guys who left the church when they left high school and 10 years later they have kids and they have come back to church because they want their kids to be taught what they remembered the thing is there's those 10 years where they weren't being influenced by anyone because they didn't want to be influenced you see there's a fine line when it comes to well they'll figure things out when we can stand up and actually say something. Now, one of the things I hope to do, because as as my church grows, I know it's gonna be harder and harder to be available for everyone, but one of the things I do wanna do is be available to the young adults in the church. I remember how hard it was and how much of a struggle it was, and I had wished someone stood up and said something, and I, especially the pastor. That he would have came and said things or shared or, I mean, one of the things that I learned from all my studies in the past basically five years. One of the things that was missing, there was actually several things that were missing in the church. One a pastor that was willing to go to the youth group and get to know them, talk to them, spend time with them, share with them during their youth time. You know, show appearances for children's ministry and just you know, be there and encourage encourage the teachers and and to just you know give high five to the kids and tell them, you know, how much Jesus loves them. But then there was also the young adults. It would be awesome to see some of these pastors have them come over for a, a potluck dinner or uh to meet them at the church and just, just share a little bit. this mindset should be with every adult member in the church and especially you men it should not be a pastor thing only it should be a church thing it should be an atmosphere that's been created in your church and it could start with you 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 could be that that fire that starts the burning inside the church to start reaching out all you have to do is just pay attention to those young people i know a lot of times it's easier when you have kids that are young adults or teenagers to invite them over, these kids that need it. but Maybe, you know, even if you have younger kids, maybe it could be an opportunity for you to just impact an older young person. You never know what you can possibly do by you just taking the opportunity to do it. So I do want to encourage you guys, I really do want you to encourage you guys to look at your church. Is there young people there that are getting lost through the cracks or drowning in the world that could use the the wisdom and encouragement from you specifically. Because this could be the opportunity that you've been looking to see how you can be more helpful to the church. The atmosphere should be generationally connected. So look for those opportunities. Just turn around and stop focusing on just what's in front of you, but pay attention to what's behind you these young people are a lot of times they get lost and they leave the church and they may not come back because all they remember is how they were basically invisible to everybody and no one cared and i almost felt that way myself we got to take on the understanding that wisdom is a handing down to someone else and you know the idea that solomon was sharing to his son Throughout Proverbs, the wisdom that he had gained from the mistakes he made, the choices he made, and of course from what the Lord gave him. And he wanted his son to gain such wisdom. It's a thing that has been kind of been lost because we either are just too scared to help people or it could be the fact that we just don't know how to do it because we've struggled. But if we're studying God's word and spending time with it, it doesn't take much. You don't need to be a scholar. You don't need to have a master's. You don't need to go and have your doctorates to be able to do this. It's just sharing your wisdom and knowledge that you've gone through to someone else. But you also got to make sure that you... Are walking in truth upright studying God's word and being attentive to the truth because you will be accountable for teaching someone else and if you're not teaching truth that will be put back onto you for being basically a false teacher so make sure that you're walking upright and you're teaching the truth so let's pray real quick um, I thank you for you guys listening I, I love the fact that you know this is still going and that god's blessing it but let's pray dearly father i thank you for this time i ask that you bless the men and even women that might be listening i ask that you prepare these men's hearts that you touch them that you encourage them that if maybe they've never thought about looking at the young people in their church in the same way that they've kind of forgotten what it's like to be their age that they will remember and they will find ways to step out and step into these young people's lives to encourage them, to build them up, to keep them on track, to not lose them through the cracks. There are so many young people that are getting more and more confused because of what they're being taught as young people in elementary and high school to now even college, and they're coming out not what they should be as christians and i just pray lord that churches start stepping up and getting into these colleges and reaching out to their young people before the world snatches them and they get lost in what the world has to offer i pray lord that you help us to be reminded of what proverbs 2 teaches us about teaching wisdom that wisdom from you is the best thing we can get to have better discernment and understanding of truth. I mean, this is even a reflection on us and how our walk and where we're at and how we're supposed to grow in our faith. So I pray that anybody who's listening to this podcast will really, really reconsider the idea of reaching out to the young people in their church. Because they need it. I pray this in Jesus' holy and heavenly name. Amen. Hope you guys have a blessed day, and thanks for all those that continue to faithfully listen to this. Um, one of the things you guys can do is you can sponsor. Uh, it'd be awesome if uh, if we got more sponsors because the money gets used for my wife's and I daily lives and how we can minister and how we can do more for ourselves. You know, to grow ourselves, but also to be an impact other people. So I do encourage if you guys feel called to do it, to do it. If not, it's okay. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day.